Welcome to Ageless by Rescue. This podcast is devoted to exploring the science of rejuvenation, uncovering the most trusted experts, the must-have products, innovations, and technology in the field of vitality, aesthetics, new beauty, and cosmetic enhancement. Sam Bashiri is an award-winning tech entrepreneur, property developer, mentor, and motivational speaker. He's also a renaissance man who defies stereotypes of alpha masculinity to invest in his health, vitality, wardrobe, and lifespan with the same level of precision and commitment that has made him a successful entrepreneur. With his signature determination, vision, and a knack for seizing opportunities, Sam's innovative style has always challenged the conventional business model. He works hard and plays harder. A father, husband, mentor, entrepreneur, and philanthropist, Sam Bashiri lives a very full and exciting life. Sam emigrated to Australia from Iran when he was 10 and spent two years living in a detention centre. And from this point, he's focused singularly on building a legacy that includes a hugely successful tech business, Broadband Solutions, co-founding a medicinal cannabis company, Anodyne, philanthropy, mentorship, a podcast, and a prolific social media presence with over 400,000 followers. He's a mentor. He is a man's man, and he's also my friend. Sam Bashiri radiates energy and passion. He lives and breathes luxury. But as he discovered in his mid-40s, the greatest luxury is energy, cellular wellness, and a life well-lived. I invited Sam to this podcast as I think his story is a remarkable reminder that big boys' toys, glamorous holidays, and accolades mean nothing without the health and vigor to fully enjoy the spoils of success. He was generous and open in this conversation about his own rituals, what made him change his attitude towards his body, and how ageless living is in his DNA. You have no idea how excited I am to introduce you to my dear friend and inspirational um, businessman, entrepreneur, visionary, Sam Bashiri. Welcome to Ageless by Rescue. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here today. <laughs> so I wanted to speak to a man's man about the journey of rejuvenation, lifespan, health span. You've been documenting your own personal journey uh, on Instagram, where you share a lot of, you know, business insight, inspirational content, things about your family, your lifestyle. But the thing that really, I mean, aside from being friends, the thing that I've really enjoyed watching you openly share is your journey towards transforming your body and your energy and your health. So for people who don't know you, Sam is an incredibly successful entrepreneur based out of Melbourne. We are both fellow Persians. Um, We met um, through a, a mutual friend a few years ago, but not in person. We only met in person last year in the middle of the pandemic. And I marched him over to my well-being and anti-aging doctor. So we talk about this stuff all the time. Sam's busy, Sam is in um, uh, tech. Uh, he, he has an amazing company called Broadband Solutions and also in cannabis, uh, medicinal cannabis, which I think we I really want to talk about that business as well a lot. But I, I want to I go back to the beginning because our Persian culture 
is not necessarily health and well-being focused and we're not an athletic bunch. Um, when did you discover your interest in health and well-being? Um, it's actually, I've always been interested in um, working out and you want to call it gymming or whatever you want to call it. I've always been, you know, I've always worked out since a very young age, probably from the age of 11 or 12. Um, but in terms of sports, I've never been a big sports person. I've never played football, soccer or anything like that. But I always worked out, but I never continued. I it was one of those people that always started to work out. And as soon as I saw some results, I let myself go. And I kind of got caught up in that trend for probably 10 to 15 years of my life. And then from there, I got so busy with work, family, obligations. And I found that probably between the age of 35 and 40, I wasn't really doing myself any justice when it came to health and fitness as much as I used to at a younger age. Do you think think that guys talk about this stuff enough? Because, you know, if I looked at your Instagram content, say a year and a half ago, it was, you know, your vast collection of incredible cars, um, the holidays that you went on with your family, your dining out, your business escapades. But then you really started doubling down on, you know, I, I was seeing in your infrared sauna, which I'm jealous of, um, working out all the time. What's the tipping point for a really successful man in his mid-40s to go, okay, this is it? Is it mortality? Is it vanity? What is it? Yeah, I think it's a combination of things. I think mortality is one of the biggest factors. Once you hit 40, you realise that you are getting old, right? You are actually ageing, you're maturing. And um, I think we spend a lot of time working on, you know, business ventures and all sorts of things because it's very important to become successful, especially within our culture, right? Otherwise, you're, you're a failure if you're not successful in your own right. Yeah? <laughs> it puts a lot of pressure on you, a lot of pressure to work hard and become successful in your own right. So you put everything else on the back burner, but once you hit your 40 and you are successful to your own right and you are in a comfortable place, you realize that one of the most important things that you have perhaps have neglected is your health. And you can't put a price on health. And, um, and what you find is that, you know, you spend time on different activities, whether it's car racing, holidays, going out and all that kind of stuff. But it doesn't release the endorphins that you need every day to keep pushing because you got to remember like when you're in your twenties, you're hungry and you're driven and you want to conquer the world. But as you get older, your testosterone levels, your human growth level, everything drops. And whether you like it or not, you're not the same person anymore. So for me to answer the question it was number one was to try and get that energy back again. What I had when I was in my twenties, because I love business. I love those ventures and I love the things that I do. And I wanted to be at my best when I didn't. Um, but also, I wanted to make sure I looked my best because, you know, you can call it whatever you want to call it, but I, I love looking good for myself. I think it's very important that when you look in the mirror, you feel good. If you feel good, you perform good. I believe and there's nothing important. less attractive than seeing, I mean, I'm speaking on behalf of, I guess, women, but seeing a really successful guy you know, climbing out of a sports car, climbing out of a jet, 
with a big gut and, you know, balding head and, like, they look like, you know, the wreck of the Hesperus. They haven't taken care of themselves. So all of the Tom Ford, all of the, you know, accessories and trappings of success, they just look ridiculous. And I, I always kind of want to tap those guys on the shoulder. And, in fact, I have on a number of occasions said, you know what, you can't take any of this with you. You have to have heart health. You have to have liver health. You have to have brain health. You have to have sexual health. You have to look hot. And, you know, and often they say it's a health scare or the loss of a relationship and they want to get back into the dating pool that they go, oh, gosh, yeah, you know, I don't look like a killer anymore. I agree, and I think it's very important to look after yourself because you perform based on how you look and how you feel, especially how you feel. And I wanted to feel young again. And, you know, as as men, as you grow older, those levels of testosterone and everything else drops, whether you like it or not. A lot of people, we always muck around with it amongst men saying, as you get older, you run out of steam. So that's why you become more calm and more forgiving. (laughs) (laughs) Be more quiet. And, you know, it's phenomenal the things that you can learn. You know, we've had a lot of conversations and you, you've had a massive part in making me go on this journey. You know, we've never really spoken about it. But, you know, when we caught up and when I saw the doctor you introduced me to, that was just the first step. Yeah, And I, right. remember, I remember, you know, I actually, when we met, I wanted to do lipo. We spoke about, you know. And how I, I made you stop. I said, there's said, no way lipo. I'm going to let you do it. Yeah. yeah, because, you know, I was fascinated by having that flat stomach and, um, and, you know, I listened to you and um, and you said to me, you know, if you really train hard, work hard and do the right things, you can easily achieve your goals. And um, and I listened to you and I spoke to a couple of other people in the industry and they said the similar things. So I took that advice on board. And, you know, for me, the last 12 months have been phenomenal. I, I still feel like I'm just starting. So I'm nowhere near where I want to be. Yeah. Um, but I feel absolutely phenomenal. You know, one of the things that I do as part of the Ageless kind of platform is I'm constantly researching future health, health tech, wellness, and the the most uh, repeating uh, information that I get is that in the ultra high net worth individuals, um, lifespan and health span is the ultimate luxury. They are all chasing longevity they are all chasing quality of life they are all chasing sexual virility they're all chasing immortality and the wealthiest and most successful individuals on the planet are heavily invested in well tech and so it was really interesting to me as I've you know gotten to know you is that you as a ultra high net worth individual a very successful businessman the next thing that you went and did after the internet was to get into wellness tech, which was in cannabis. And I'm really interested to hear that because I also believe that medicinal cannabis is going to play a major role in longevity science and anti-aging because the first and most intrusive aspect of aging and the disease of aging is stress and lack of sleep. So I'm interested in your involvement in this sector and um, what you've learned from the doctors you work with. Yeah, look, uh, it's been phenomenal what I've learned over the last 12 months since we launched Anodyne Cane. First of all, I launched Anodyne Cane because, again, it was something that was close to my heart and also my sister Leila coming from over 30 years of pharmaceuticals background, 
it kind of made sense for us to do something together. I wanted to be close to Layla. I wanted to do something where me and her worked very close together. And actually, family, you know, as you grow up and you're running a business, you start to drift apart from family because you've got so much going on. So my number one fact goal was to work close with my sister and get to see her as much as I can. So that was number one. Number two was, um, this, I, I think I came to LA probably four, five years ago, and I've continued to come, I go to US probably once a year and to see the changes and the revolution around medicinal cannabis in LA was phenomenal. And to see it become legal and to see people use it recreationally, but also for medicinal health. And, um, and having known a lot of people also in Australia that are suffering from PTSD, lack of sleep, you know, as you know, sleeping is one of the biggest factors when it comes to your health. You know, not being able to sleep has a major effect on your body, right? And the first thing I say to any man who's got problems with, you know, visceral fat around their belly or, you know, back fat, bum fat is you're not sleeping because yeah. that's cortisol. Yeah. cortisol. yeah, spot on. And the stress, stress levels, especially with people that are under a lot of stress with business, um, and even what we've been through in the last few years with uh, what's happening with Corona and all that, so many people suffering from stress levels. So, you know, it's something that was very close to my heart and I never thought it would take off that way it has. We are seeing probably over 800 patients a month. Wow, and that's in Australia. Any, uh, yeah, in Australia, that's without any marketing at all. Um, and it's just picking up more and more. And to see people's life actually change and how it's made a difference in their health has been very satisfactory. It's been really nice to see that, you know. Um, but we've got a long way to go. And I, I truly believe that over time it will become legalised and it will be more freely readily available to people. Tell me what has um, you've got your own podcast, an amazing podcast. And in fact, I should say that you were the person who helped me get organized and inspired to launch my podcast. Um, in your podcast, From Millions to Billions, you interview a lot of very successful men. And I never hear you, I, I hear you talk about family, I hear you talk about relationships and people who've inspired them. But I'm wondering when the cameras aren't rolling or if the microphone is off, do you talk about wellness? Do you talk about fitness? Do you talk about, you know, how you feel as men who are conquering the world in one way, but maybe, you know, you're not um, the young bucks anymore? Do you talk about that stuff with these ultra successful people? Yeah, we do. And I think it's the most important factor. I, you know, for the last 12 months, I've been training every morning at 5 a.m., 5 a.m. or 6 a.m. every morning. So the number th one thing talk, uh, I learned by talking to other people in, that are successful and they have done what they have done before, and I really try to copy that because, you know, if you see someone doing well and they've got a plan, you listen to it and you take it on board. There's no need to reinvent things, right? Yeah, it's I working agree. for a number of people. So look at it and, you know, put your own little thing to it, twist to it, but, you know, stick to that. So for me... Getting up at 5 o'clock in the morning, uh, sorry, 4.30 in the morning to train at 5 o'clock or getting up at 5 o'clock to train at 6 o'clock every day except the weekends, uh, taking the right supplements. Um, it's been phenomenal in terms of releasing the endorphins in the morning. And, and to be honest, one of the things that came up by talking to a lot of people is that 
What are successful people that actually, you know, have depression problems and they're depressed and they are, you know, I think depression comes in different ways in terms of mental health and all that. It doesn't mean that you stay at home and you don't go out and all that kind of stuff. People, it affects people in different ways. And one of the things that kept coming up over and over again was exercise. How much of a difference it makes in the way you actually function on a daily basis. So it's something that has always come up and I've taken that model and kind of applied to what I've done. And it's been absolutely phenomenal. You know, in terms of looks and all that, that's just a bonus. But how it's made me feel mentally, personally, it's been amazing because I personally believe that I even suffered depression to some degree or form. You know, and for me, it was about perhaps going out, having a big night, or different ways to have that blowout blowout so that you release all the stress. Because we're all chasing the high. You know, when you're ultra successful too, you're always chasing a bigger buzz, a bigger buzz, a newer toy, a new Ferrari, a new uh, Range Rover, a new um, Rolls Royce, whatever, all the things, all the toys that you have. And I'm sure that at some point that buzz dulls down. It does. It really does. You know, the first one or two things that you purchase makes you feel phenomenal and you're 100% right. You are chasing that buzz and and what you that high. And what you find is that after a while, it just becomes normal. It doesn't fulfill you. Um, so it's interesting that like, a lot of times going back to basics, mm. such as exercise and looking after your health and just spending time with the family and feeling good about yourself gives you the biggest high. And at 44, I feel the best I have ever felt in my life. I feel absolutely phenomenal. I feel so strong. I feel amazing. Um, I'm really sharp when it comes to work. I honestly believe, you know, I don't know how to say this, but I really believe that I've reversed my age by 10 years in terms easily. of the way that I feel. Maybe easily. My looks, by the way, I feel easily. I believe like I'm in my, back in my 30s again. And I feel so strong again. Isn't it interesting that it's actually been in your own hands? You didn't have to wait for a heart attack. You didn't have to wait for a divorce. You didn't have to wait for a midlife crisis. And what you're talking about is not expensive, crazy things. You said, I just went back to the basics. I listened to the people that inspired me. I took lessons out of the books of the people who are walking their talk. One of the things I love about your podcast and, you know, I'll add a link to it as well, is that the advice that you give is the advice you've taken. You're not out there just pumping hot air into the, you know, blogosphere and into social media. You always share the experiences of things you've learned from other people. And your advice is always don't listen to people who aren't walking their talk. And I think that that's one of the reasons I really wanted to have you on this podcast because I saw you transform yourself from a guy who was headed for a heart attack because of your hardcore, like full throttle lifestyle and you were looking for a shortcut. And, you know, we talked about human growth hormones. A lot of guys take steroids. Uh, I'm going to ask you if you've tried all that in a second. But when we talked, I challenged you to do it as a lifestyle change rather than a quick fix. Yeah. 
because I knew how determined you were mentally. And I thought if he applies himself to this, he's going to smash it. And it's true. You can reverse your biological age by at least 10 years in a year. So I'm really curious. I want to, I want you to give me a full breakdown of your rituals, your biohacking rituals, your food rituals, your exercise, your supplements, your sleep, everything, go. Okay. So as I said previously, I train one hour every day. I've got a trainer, Danny Kennedy. I've known Danny for a very long time. He's well known in his in the fitness industry. So I train with him one hour a day. So you do morning. cardio and weights? No, chest weights, no cardio at the moment. Then I go to the office. I do between 35 to 45 minutes of my infrared sauna. Um, so I try and get that in every day. Again, except we can. So five days a week we're talking here. Then I try and go for a 45-minute to an hour walk. So by around 9 o'clock, I've finished everything. You know, I've got time to – I've spent time with my trainer. I've had my personal time where I can reflect on what I'm going to work on in the day while I'm in the sauna. Uh, so that's kind of my meditation where I'm all alone. I get to meditate and obviously burn calories. And then I go for a walk where I get to spend time with my dog. And, you know, and he brings me a lot of joy and happiness. Then I start my day. Throughout the day, um, I went and saw a number of doctors. I met an amazing doctor. He um, prescribed, he, he did my blood tests. And, you know, at 40 years old, 40, I'm 44 now, so at 43 years old, um, my testosterone levels were low um, than what they should have been, obviously because of my age. So were my human growth levels uh, and a number of different vitamins. So I took on... HGH therapy for probably just under 12 months now. Um, very, very low doses. How good does um, it make you feel? I've done uh, it too. It is yeah. like... Absolutely phenomenal, yeah. I feel like the Wonder first, Woman when I do it. <laughs> oh, yeah, the first six months, I um, it was very different. So, you know, I, I realised my hands were swollen a little bit. My body was getting used to it. So I was a bit scared uh, but also excited. But within six months, it just all settled in. And one of the things that I did was I didn't go and just buy supplements from outside the industry. I did it properly. I did a test. I saw the doctors. They price prescribed me what was required. And I took small doses. So and they have to monitor you. So all those yeah. people who go online and buy illegal supplements and stuff, you're mad. Honestly, it's, it's you're playing Russian roulette or you're wasting your money. It's absolutely crazy. Uh, and I would never, ever do that. I recommend anyone to do that. Um, so I've been doing uh, HGH therapy. Uh, I did it on a daily basis again, except the weekends. So I take two days off. And testosterone, very low amounts again. Very, very low amounts once a week. And wow, I feel so young. Um, I just feel like my 20s again. I do you take again, DHEA or do you just take pure testosterone? Just pure testosterone. Um, so pure testosterone, very low levels. And then other than that, I'm just on vitamins, you know, just typical vitamins, vitamin D, E, S, C, B, all that. Did you get your stuff. vitamin D injection? Because I get my vitamin D injected now, so I don't have to worry about it. I did, I did. I haven't had that done again, but I did get it over a year ago. But I think I do it once a couple of times throughout the year. Yeah, it's good. Um, I haven't got my diet right yet. Okay. So that's the missing part. I love my food. Um, <laughs> I love eating that. And I love wine. 
I don't like liquor. I don't do spirits or shots or that kind of stuff, but I love red wine. I love white wine. Um, so this year, that's what I'm going to work on. I'm going to start working on my diet because I really want to shred my body. Um, right. I've put on a lot of muscle mass and I feel phenomenal in terms of muscle mass. So the next thing I'm going to work on is my diet, which is a very important factor in terms of wanting to shred. Um, so the next six to 12 months, I'm going to really concentrate on that and try and lose as much body fat as I can. You know, my body fat levels, so I'm around 176 centimetres. I was just, I was hitting 100 kilos. Uh, I'm at 90 kilos now and I've got my body fat down from probably 35% to 20. Wow. Um, so for me, that's a massive difference. And has right? your waist and circumference reduced because yeah, you've lost yeah, the visceral fat yeah, around your tummy? Yeah, it has. Um, but I've still got a long way to go. So I'd love to catch up with you in 12 months' time again because I think I'm going to look absolutely phenomenal. And one of the biggest things for me has been discipline. Um, discipline has been the most important part of my journey so far. And I know what I'm like. Being an entrepreneur, I like to do everything zero to 100 within like 10 seconds and a couple of seconds and just get things done. And, um, and if I don't see results, I usually stop because I try different things. But this time, I've been very disciplined in terms of my training and exercise and making sure that I continue to train on a daily basis. One of the things I did was I paid my trainer probably six months in advance so I made sure I'll rack up because I knew if I didn't, there'd be times that I don't want to go. Um, but I still there's times that I still don't want to go. Even now, there's times that I'll get up in the morning at 4.30 in the morning and I'm like, I really don't want to do this. But I've... I've put my alarm on and I've put my phone away from my reach. So when the alarm goes off, I can't actually grab the phone. It's too far away. Good move. So, I'll, yeah, I wake up and as soon as I get to the gym, I feel absolutely phenomenal once I've exercised for 10, 15 minutes. Um, and it's become part of my life now. It's become just so normal for me and I'm, and I'm really, really loving it. Can I ask you something personal? And I, I ask yeah. everyone this. So yeah. um, were you good looking and did you have body and image confidence growing up no i never did i never had i i have i had always had low self-esteem growing up um i always worked out but i i've had massive you know issues when it comes to believing myself and feeling good enough um you know in terms of looks feeling you know handsome and all that kind of stuff i still have issues with it. i don't like people giving me compliments i don't do like you it. think it's because um you know, you came to Australia, you were a foreigner. I think you were like eight, 10 when you emigrated to Australia and um, you had two years in detention, detention yeah. even though you arrived on a first-class flight from Turkey. I've only just recently learned, which is the only way I can imagine you arriving anywhere. Um, do you think that that kind of childhood trauma and that misadjustment to a new culture um impacted your self-esteem and also your ability to see yourself in a certain light? And then when was it that you decided that that was no longer going to be a self-limiting belief for you? I, I think it's very, I think one of the most important things, you could be successful, rich, most beautiful person in the world. If you have no self-confidence, you will struggle a lot in life. You know, and a lot of us have, very low self-esteem and less self-confidence. For me, obviously, 
I went through a journey where I went through a lot of difficulties growing up, coming to a foreign country, having an amazing life in Iran, and coming to a foreign country, not being able to speak the language, not knowing anyone, and and really going from a luxurious lifestyle to absolutely having nothing. So, you know, I got bullied at school because of my background, my name, everything else that came with it. Um, But, you know, I didn't become a victim. I could have easily became a victim and, you know, headed down the wrong path. For me, I used that because I always knew I could be something special to my own right, right? Always knew that I was going to make it because I knew that there was no other option and it wasn't good enough. And I wanted to change the cycle because you know why? Because I know I knew what it felt like to have everything. So I had tasted it before. Mm. To taste everything, have everything taken away from you, I think a lot of people would struggle with. And, you know, I got to struggle with that at a very young age instead of, you know, having an amazing business and losing it at 40 or 50 and going back to nothing and starting again. Yeah. I had to deal with that at the age of 10. And, and not having my dad here and not having a role model, you know, it was very, very difficult. But as I said, I took that and I used it as fuel to push myself to become who I am today. But even then, even when I did become successful and even when I did make a lot of money and even whatever else, all the accolades, all that nonsense that came with it, I still never felt 100%. I still had a lot of self-confidence issues. And, and for me, like a lot of young kids do today, I went out and I bought the best Rolex and I drove the most expensive car and all that kind of stuff because it made me feel good about myself, okay? And did you find that it validated you for a certain time and then you looked around and went, hang on a second, this chick is getting on to me because of my car. Hang on a second. This guy isn't really my mate. Yeah, 100%. So I went through that journey where I did those things to prove to myself that I was good enough. Uh, you know, because it's just very important to me. But after going through that journey, and I see a lot of young people going through that today. I mentor a lot of young kids. I do that as something that I give back. I don't make money from it. It's something very close to my heart because I know what it feels like. And I see them going through the same journey over and over again. But for me, when I hit my 40s again, you know, 40s has been a magic number for me for some reason. I realized that those things don't matter. They are just things. And, you know, and you it doesn't define who you are as a person and as you touched on before once you have three or four or five or six or seven fairies or whatever it's not the same anyway it means nothing to you so it's not fulfilling you so for me i wanted to feel good about myself by looking after my health number one making sure i was feeling good inside and second of all making sure that the people around me were actually there because they loved me and they enjoyed my company and they wanted to be around me. And as, as, as a part of that, I've managed to have probably five or six people in my circle now that are very close to me. I love them dearly and they make me so happy, you know. Other than that, I really don't open up myself up to a lot of other people anymore um, because I've seen a lot throughout this journey and, and I really don't have the time for it anyway because I have the people that I love close to me um, but yeah, it doesn't really matter anymore. But I had, but yeah, you know, you can listen to a lot of things unless you experience it yourself. You really don't learn. And everyone has a different time. Some people pick it up at their twenties, some in thirties, some in their forties, and some people never pick it up. And I really feel sorry for them because 
They could have everything in the world, all the money in the world and everything else, but they live a very lonely life because they're just surrounded with not the right people. Speaking of the right people, um, you have a wife and two beautiful daughters. Did they go on this wellness journey with you? Have they made changes to support you or were they already quite healthy and, you know, you joined them on the journey? What happens in a family context? Yeah, they actually have. You know, Laura's been exercising every day. So, you know, Laura wanted a, I think she wanted a Samsung for Christmas. I said, honey, you got 12 months. So, you know, Laura's been training every day. Olivia's been training on the stepper and, all, and Laura's been training on the, the clipping machine. Angie's been working out, you know, and we all feel amazing. Again, like, you know, again, it's like the, because you, 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 hang, you become the people that you hang around with, even with your own family. If you pick up good habits, you actually continue to encourage each other and it's worked really, really well for us. And to see the difference in them as well, uh, it's just been absolutely phenomenal and very, very rewarding. I, we've had this conversation a few times about our daughters. I have a daughter as well. And um, one of the things that I was really determined to is I came to, you know, wellness and exercise so late in my life. I, I think I was about 44, 45. I'm 48 now. Um, when I actually when I actually started working out, well, actually, like really it's been the past year and a half where I've been really methodical. But I'd say, say 44, 45. And I was going through like a really traumatic event in my life. And the only thing that I could control was me, my body, my health, my wellness. And, you know, I was in a hugely emotional um, state. And my when I, something, this particular event happened, I lost nine kilos in two weeks and I'm not very heavy. So nine kilos in two weeks was a lot. But I had no strength. I, I had no sleep. I was perimenopausal. Um, I was cranky. I was like my entire system just was shaken to the foundation. And so for me, um, going on this journey started then when I thought when I was able to pull my life together by starting with my health and wellness and fitness and how I looked and felt. And like you, I immigrated to Australia when I was seven and a half. I wasn't a blue-eyed, blonde, athletic girl. Uh, I learned, you know, English was the third language I learned. I was born in France. I lived in Iran. I came to Australia. And I had to find, you know, my way. And so exercise and fitness and body image and stuff, that came a lot later for me. And so I wanted to change the culture in my household with my daughter now rather than her getting to her mid-40s and learning about how to take care of her body, what food makes her feel good, what exercise does, what she's capable of. And so during lockdown, we actually decided, you know, we were going to train together. I enrolled her in Muay Thai. So she's like this feisty little 11-year-old that does Muay Thai and uh, I took her to boxing training with my trainer. We ran, we walked, we danced, we danced a lot. Um, but I want her to understand her body, her physiology, her strength, her beauty now, because it's too it's too hard at 44. You know, if we can get the kids and, a, you know, a younger generation of immigrants or any any younger generation to kind of pick up those habits now and make it the culture of a household, make it a culture of the office. I really feel like that's my purpose in life with Ageless is to help people 
to catch them before they have to catch themselves mid-crisis. And I think I think what you say is hundred percent right. But you know, we need role models like yourself. Unfortunately, you don't cross paths with a lot of people that have that mentality and also are happy to share that information with others. So you personally have had such a massive role in my transformation because, you know, we met, as you said, we spoke a year ago, never met. As soon as we met, we started talking about health and all that kind of stuff. And I took your advice on board. And we are role models to our kids right now and many more kids because if they are missing those things in life, they will never be confident enough. Never. And And see young, beautiful women that are so powerful and that can be so successful, not achieve that, not because they're not smart enough, but only because they're not confident enough, especially in a man's world. You know, it is very hard as a female. It's always been more difficult as a female to make it. Let's just call it what it is. So to lack that confidence doesn't really help. So, you know, what you're doing and what I'm doing and what other people should do is install that things in kids at a very young age because you don't want them to go through what we went through and realise that at the age of 40. But we didn't have the information about how We didn't have internet when we were growing up. And also in our culture, how you look was important. All of our culture is about, you know, having your hair done nice, your nails done nice, nice biceps, a great degree. It was it was all surface. It the conversation, you know, my mom, my mother is very beautiful. She's always been a beauty. Uh, my dad is a scientist, like he fell in love with mom's beauty. It's a great love story, 50 years married this year. But she she didn't exercise. She didn't, she's a very successful businesswoman, but I didn't learn to do Pilates or running or drinking water from my mom. I, I didn't. And so I... I want to go beyond the surface and that's what Ageless is about. And that's why I like to speak to all sorts of different people because I want your story to connect with all of the men who have probably never picked up a wellness magazine, who have probably never even considered that men also have a thing very similar to menopause in their mid-40s. That's what the midlife crisis is. It's a crash of your hormones. First the hormones go, then, you know, the craziness starts and you can actually save you know, the universe from a lot of crises if men got their hormones checked and started exercising and sleeping better. I totally agree with you. And to see them go down the wrong path because they are missing that is really, really sad to see. And I think it's it's so important. But, you know, above all, it's so simple. Yeah. It really is so simple. It's not rocket science, right? Um, but I think it's just taking on that information and doing something about it. Um, but I, was I think say, we're talking about the same thing. We both did it wrong for so long and then we, we caught ourselves. We and then we, we caught ourselves. So anyone can do it. Anybody can do it. Exactly right. Okay, and you I'm going to. You don't look your age. So you look and your transformation. I'm ageless. <laughs> you really are. Your transformation has been phenomenal. And I'm so happy for you. Because, you know, it makes me happy. I talk to my kids about it. Again, I talk to my wife about it. So it's just, it's wonderful what you're doing. I'm really, really proud of you. Thank you. It's really lovely to have that um, feedback. And and I, I do it for me, but it is nice to be validated. You know, we live in a, in a world of social media and Instagram and a public persona and a public brand. So, of course, it matters. Now, I'm going to switch gears a bit and I'm going to talk about grooming because, Part of the ageless journey is, you know, health and well-being and the science and all of that. But the other part 
is how we show up as a personal brand. So I'm interested to learn, you know, some of the things that you've changed in your grooming that you've learned. So whether it be how you dress, your skincare, uh, you know, any uh, injectables, Botox, hair things. Tell me. You want to get personal now. Okay, grooming, being a Persian man, always most of us are very hairy. So, <laughs> so the the one, I'm lasered. Yeah. I'm a boiled egg these days. I, I think I was one of the Laser Clinics Australia first customers, and back then it was expensive, but I am now a boiled egg. I was just going to say that. So I did my whole chest and stomach probably 10, 12, 15 years ago. Do you remember how like, much it cost? For this much. I remember it was absolutely expensive and a little bit more painful. Um, <laughs> so I did that at a very young age because I can't stand hair. I just don't like it. And unfortunately, being from where we are, <laughs> so that was a bit, one of the best investments I ever made. Um, I never did anything when it came to Botox and fillers or anything like that, probably till the age of 35, 36, if not later. Actually, probably my probably 38, 39. Okay. The last probably last four or five years actually. Um, you I have love a doctor? It. I absolutely love it. Sorry. Who's your doctor? So Dr. Tass in Melbourne, he's been phenomenal. Uh, I've known Dr. Tass for many years. He practiced out of Crown in Melbourne. He's a phenomenal guy. I have a lot of love and respect for him. Um, so yeah, I discovered fillers. I do fillers, I do Botox, um, and and I love it. It's do you like wax your eyebrows? Stuff. Do you groom your eyebrows? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do my eyebrows, ears, and nose once every three to four. <laughs> good. It's yeah, good it's grooming. I never want I to see my- a man with a monobrow, and I never want to no, see a man's no, nasal hair. No, no chance. I get my hair cut once a week. Very important. So AJ. He's the barber for a lot of stars from overseas and everything, all the uh, famous stars that come down to Australia. So he comes to my office once a week. Uh, he comes to my office. He does my hair. If my hair is not, if my hair is a little bit longer than what it should be, I feel like someone's suffocating me. Oh, wow. I can't do it. But it's crazy how much of an effect it does have on your, how you feel. So come out here once a week, vaccine, uh, do my eyebrows, ears, and nose once a week, month at least. Do you brighten your teeth? Do you do your teeth? Yeah, I I have whitened my teeth a number of times. Um, I've invested in um, Have you had caps or porcelain? Yeah, tell me, what have you done to your teeth? Yeah, I have, yeah. Again, I found one of the best doctors. And for me, it was about keeping as natural as possible. Looks Uh, great. I didn't want to have those, you know, Miami Vice white teeth sticking out, which you see on some people. He's done a phenomenal job, so I've probably had the top four uh, yeah, the top six, done. I had a little gap, which I didn't like, but apparently it brings you luck. So It does, and money. But other than that, um, I also love facials. So I try and take uh, one day off every month or two, and I, there's a room called the Indulgence Suite at Crown Melbourne. Um, it's a private room. It has a steam room. It has a uh, spa and I spend probably around half a day or more than half a day there once every couple of months where I get facials, manicure, pedicure, Good. and I have a glass of champagne. So, <laughs> so, that's so do I when I have my manicure. What about yes. um, 
do you what's your skincare routine? Because you do have really beautiful skin. Oh, thank you, Baha. Um, I've used La Paris, if I'm pronouncing it right. I should you are. You are. Okay, there you go. I've used it for probably over seven years, if not more. Wow. Um, yeah. And I love it. I absolutely love it. Um, it's I'm kind of boring. If I write something good, I stick to it. Um, I don't try and ch- chop and change. Um, but I've been using it for over seven years, and it's really worked for me, you know. Um, so I, I apply it every morning, and I apply it every night before sleep. And do I you know they have a good. clinic in Switzerland that you can go and stay at, and they do stem cell therapy, and they do they were the original anti-aging clinic based out of Switzerland, the La Prairie no Clinic. Yes, they are no the way. world leaders in that. Well, there you go. I, I, I'm a massive fan. We're going. I, I would love to go. I would actually love to go. The borders are open now, so you can go anywhere. We're down. I'm down. Uh, yeah, I'm massive on that because I think your skin, I, I think hair, skin, and teeth say a lot about a person. And have you done very, anything very... with your hair? Would you ever have transplants? Okay. So I haven't. But next week, I found a phenomenal doctor. Um, don't ask me her name because I just met her. I'm very bad with names. Um, but I'm going to see her next week, and she's going to inject things that apparently make your hair follicles um, live again or gives it energy or whatever it gives it. I can't, I Is it PRP? Is it your uh, platelet-rich plasma? Is it your own plasma that she'll inject? It doesn't grow hair, but it gives it vitamins and it allows your okay. hair Hair boosting, yeah. Down. So I'm going to go and do that next week. Um, apparently it can be painful. I've never used the gas, so I'm going to use the gas for the first time in my life so to help with the pain. Yeah. But I'm hoping that will help. So, yeah, that's that's my first treatment. Besides that, I've never done anything with my hair. Can um, I ask you a funny uh, question? Do you wear concealer? Do you wear tinted moisturiser? Do you get spray tans? No, nah, I don't do any of that. No? I, I, I live skin safe. I spend some time in the sun. I go quite dark right away. Uh, but no, I, I don't use any concealer. Do you wear uh, SPF 30 on your face to for anti-aging? Yeah, I should, but I don't know. You have uh, yeah, that's I mean. yeah, I know, I know. It's like flossing. I hate flossing. <laughs> <laughs> so Very I cool. get like every two weeks because I know I don't like to floss. I really just go to the dentist and get it clean and do a 30-minute session. Let's sit there and floss. So floss and SP30, whatever you want to call it, I don't do. Well, I I can work on that with you. Um, Okay, Okay. I'm going to throw a curveball at you, which you're going to love, and maybe your wife is just going to laugh at. But um, I want to talk about the concept of doodle teller. (laughs) (laughs) Now, doodle teller is an... Persian expression, which literally translated means the golden dick. And a book has recently been written about it by, um, I think, a university professor out of the US. And what the expression in Farsi means, um, for those of you who aren't Iranian, but my friends have often heard me talking about doodle teller, is that in Iran, like virility and being a, a special boy is is a really big deal. So um, there's an expression for it. And I think that it's a really interesting concept because it, it goes back to confidence. It goes back to how you were raised to feel about yourself. 
Um, and it, it's kind of like a lifestyle and philosophy. It, it sounds really crude and vulgar, but it's not. It's actually, it's it's so much more than, you know, uh, what the literal translation is. I want to ask you, like, in your kind of search for immortality and vitality, how how do you feel in terms of, like, you as a masculine man in your sexual energy, in your virility? Do you think that you've bought yourself more time in that space? I feel absolutely phenomenal. I feel so good, Baha. I can't explain how good I feel. In terms of, you know, I never had problems with sex, right? I don't know if that's a Persian thing or what. Uh, so I never really lacked any problems when it came to that. But in terms of... No, we of, are a horny race. <laughs> I, I think we are. I think we are. Um, but I, I feel absolutely the best I have ever felt in my entire life. I feel immortal. I feel phenomenal. I, I just... I can't express how good I feel. I, I never ever thought I would feel this good at the age of 44. Um, it's 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 just crazy how good I feel. And I think it's been a combination of things. It hasn't been one thing. It's been the exercise, it's been the therapy, it's been the skincare, the grooming, the fashion, and also the way I feel and think about things. And also I think as you get older, you get so much more knowledge. And, and with that knowledge comes power. And that power allows you to make the right decisions. And I think one of the things that I also learned without going off topic is I've learned to be more selfish and put myself first. Um, you know, we are taught as children that it's not nice, even as adults, it's not nice to be selfish. But I have a saying, you know, even on a plane, they tell you to put your mask on first before you put the mask on the person next to you. And I've learned that I need to be in the best mindset and the shape of my life so I can help the people that I love the most amongst my family and also other people in our country and everywhere else. I can give back and it's all, and I think one of the biggest things that I've learned also is that once you become successful in your own right, you have, you must leave a legacy of some sort behind you know, and I could not do that if I didn't feel the way I do today. And as I said, this is just the start. I'm going to continue this. This has become a lifestyle for me. And I have a lot of people like yourself and others to thank. And please, please share the information. I say this to everybody. If something works for you, don't hold on to it like a secret and then share that with others because I'm a massive believer of karma and being a good human being and just giving back and giving back doesn't mean giving back with monetary value. You can give back in so many better and, you know, more important ways than that. So, yeah, I feel absolutely doodle-tally, you want to call it, but I feel phenomenal. I feel very, very good. Well, I just think it's such an important aspect of male wellness, and it's a great entry point for a lot of people, you know, it's either that people are having a health crisis or a confidence crisis that often brings them to that moment in their life where they're at a crossroads and they go, you know, who do I want to be? I, as a woman, when I speak to my friends and they go, oh, too old, I just go, stop. I don't even want to hear it because my best is yet to come. I've proven to myself year after year that this is my best life. You know, this is my best body. This is my best health. This is my best brain. 
this is my best creativity. You know, I, I've, this is the third business I think that I've launched um, since I was 28 and I started working for myself. And I know the best is yet to come. But I, I feel that, you know, I um, want to be, you know, confident um, in a bathing suit for as long as humanly possible. I still feel 28. You know, um, we've talked about this before. Music is such an important part of that revitalization journey. Clothes are such an important part. I listen to all sorts of music. I dance around the house. If there's a party, I'm the first person up on the couch, up on the coffee table, up on the counter dancing on a podium like that's me and I want to keep that essence so that my daughter can see that you know it's never too you're never too old it's never too late and um I think that you know this conversation having you such you know a, a talented inspirational successful man's man on the show to tell other men all of the things that you do and all of the things that you've discovered are great to do is really powerful. And that's the purpose for me for this show and for my magazine. And I'm so grateful um, to have your openness and honesty. And I need to know, would you have surgery? Is there any surgery that you would have down the line? Well, if I, I, if I, I, I don't think there's nothing that's come to my mind, but if I needed to, I have no problems doing it. I think, again, I'm very open. If it makes me feel good, if it makes me perform good, what is wrong with that? You know, what is wrong with feeling the best way? What is wrong with looking the best way? And I'll do it. Previously, it was all about proving that I'm good enough. To me right now, I'm very in a very good space in my head. It's all about me. I come first. I want to look my best, feel my best. And if that requires surgery or anything like that, what's wrong with that? Why is there so much stigma around doing things, you know? It's not relevant. It's all up to you. And for me, it's up to me. And I want to feel my best and I want to perform my best and I want to give back as much as I can. Well, thank you so much. I love speaking to you. We speak a lot. Um, it's always on the same topics. Um, I'm researching stem cell for us at the moment. So um, I'm speaking to a couple of really amazing doctors in that space because I think you know, that's a really exciting space. In Australia, you can only do stem cell therapy for medical reasons, not, nothing for rejuvenation and um, cosmetic, but I'm leaving no stone unturned and I'm going to hook you up with all the research I'm doing. <laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait. I can't wait. Have a beautiful afternoon. Wonderful to speak to you. Sam Bashiri on Ageless by Rescue podcast. I'm so thrilled to have had you on the show. Ageless by Rescue is brought to you by Rescue Me Academy, Reignite Your Relationship course. Love your relationship but miss the early days? You're not alone. This course will teach you how to identify your issues, stop the fighting, find what you need to be happy, re-spark intimacy and keep the lines of communication open. Join us at rescuemeacademy.com.au to learn more about the program and to download your first free lesson. I hope you enjoyed this episode and if you did, please share and rate this episode. I'd love that. 